It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. To please or not to please, for most people, that is the question. But for people pleasers, the question is moot because there's only one answer. Of course I can help you. So if you're ready for a change but don't want to throw in the towel on common decency, you are in luck. Because today, we've got five tips that are sure to please. Now, there is nothing wrong with playing nice and getting along. That is why this whole humanity thing hasn't already ended in a giant fireball of infighting. Not yet, anyway. But people-pleasers rely on others' approval to feel good about themselves. And saying no makes them feel guilty or worry that others will think they're selfish, unreasonable, or inconsiderate. And so, in order to feel worthy and accepted, they say yes, and yes, and yes. And it turns out this may go beyond habit and into hardwiring. A 2016 study in the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience found variations in the brain activity of people who had difficulty disagreeing with others. Specifically, the less often they disagreed, the more certain parts of their brain lit up in the fMRI scanner when they actually disagreed. But regardless of whether people-pleasing is brain-based or just a bad habit, constantly striving for others' approval while ignoring your needs and well-being takes a toll. And though people-pleasers may convince themselves that making others happy makes them happy, the self-administered pressure to manage others' emotions can be exhausting, anxiety-inducing, and even lead to depression. To that end, here are five ways to disrupt your people-pleasing. Is that okay with you guys? Because if it's not, I can change them. Just, just let me know, really. Tip number one. Are you helping because it makes you feel good or because you feel less bad? Okay, here's a way to differentiate between people-pleasing versus simply being kind and generous. If helping out reinforces your values and makes you feel good, go for it. For example, say you're asked to head a committee at your kid's school. If saying yes would underscore your value of contributing to the school community and make you feel happy and satisfied, even if it's a bit stressful, go for it. But if saying yes only allows you to avoid guilt and makes you feel overburdened and resentful, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you say yes simply to feel less bad, less anxious, less guilty, less sorry, it's probably driven by people-pleasing. Now, this doesn't mean you should stop being helpful and thoughtful and caring. It just means you should recognize whether you're doing something because you actually want to or because you'll, quote, feel bad if you don't. Recognizing the difference doesn't make you selfish. It makes you honest. Tip number two, let your values be the driver of decision, not just whether you are asked or not. Okay, if currently the filter that decides whether or not to help out is, did someone ask me to do it, consider changing out that filter. Instead, ask, is this in line with my values and interests? 
Indeed, a 2013 study by happiness researcher Sonia Lubomirsky recommended choosing activities related to one's values and interests in order to maximize happiness. And this can absolutely include serving important people in your life, organizations, and causes. Just make sure it doesn't consist only of activities determined by others. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Tip number three, practice being assertive. All right, so healthy assertiveness can feel like brass-knuckled aggression to the people-pleasers among us because the passive end of the spectrum is so cozy and familiar. But there is a long way between passive and truly aggressive. The aggressive among us just go for whatever they want, regardless of what bystanders are harmed or bridges are burned. An assertive person, by contrast, commits to being polite and respectful. If you're a people pleaser, you never have to leave behind being nice. You simply have to let go of trying to force others to be happy by doing whatever is asked of you. So try increasing your assertiveness bit by bit. It will feel wrong to stand up for your needs and rights at first, but try it out. Warm up by expressing an opinion when someone asks where you want to eat or what movie you want to see. Move on to politely disagreeing with Uncle Albert's conspiracy theories, but listening respectfully and asking questions about his point of view. Then try saying no to a ridiculous request without bending over backwards to explain why. Keep calm and carry on, and eventually it will feel like second nature to meet others in the middle. In sum, passivity doesn't respect you. Aggression doesn't respect others. Assertiveness lies in between. And you walk away from a discussion with respect for others and yourself intact. Tip number four, setting boundaries doesn't make you a bad person. You can't please all people all the time, unless you're a box of Thin Mints, then maybe. But these days, everything is extreme, from politics to weather to ironing, and you can find a link to that in the show notes. But spend even a couple of minutes on the interweb, and you'll find an extreme split between views of the world. Either be empathetic and caring to all humanity, or screw everyone and tell them what they can go do to themselves. People-pleasers fall into the former category, but worry if they say no or otherwise stop trying to make everyone happy, they'll automatically be dumped in the second. In other words, people-pleasers' self-image hinges on every request. If they say yes, they breathe a sigh of relief. They're still nice, good people. If they say no, they feel guilty, as if they hurt someone or did something bad. But it takes a lot more than saying no to watching your neighbor's three disrespectful kids while he watches football to break your moral character. Tip number five, stop over-apologizing. People-pleasers are always sorry. One of my clients jokes she should introduce herself with, hi, my name is Joanna, and I am sorry. If you're a people-pleaser, you mean only the best. Over-apologizing feels like it smooths things over and keeps others happy. But it can actually be a wee bit dishonest. So hear me out on this one. Apologizing when you did nothing wrong makes it appear as if you were in the wrong. It's an admission of guilt for a crime you didn't commit. 
What's more, it can make it look like others' outrageous requests or poorly thought-out actions were reasonable and justified. So save true contrition for the times you actually screw up. And we all do. So to sum this all up, be a people respecter, not a people pleaser. Never hesitate to do the right thing. When your mother-in-law asks, go shovel her driveway. When your colleague asks, make a donation to get the office cleaning lady a nice Christmas gift. That's just being respectful. But of all the people you respect, be sure to include yourself. Now, for even more savvy, get every Savvy Psychologist episode delivered straight to your inbox by signing up for the newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. Or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Listen on Spotify or like on Facebook because there are always links to episodes no longer available on iTunes posted on our Facebook page. Now, I will see you all next week. Thanks a million for listening. As always, I am Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. And of course, the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for listening. And I wish you a great week and a happier, healthier month. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.